I don't really know how to start shows. Come on now, don't start, don't start liking me now. So yeah, I'm funny compared to, you know, well you'll see later. I stand for mayhem! I know a lot of fucking idiots who think a lot of shit is mean-spirited just because it goes against what they believe. But the relief of comedy is it takes things that aren't funny and it allows us to laugh about them for an hour. We got a purple suit to buy and a gigantic coffin. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why Are You Laughing from the Vaulted Podcast Studios. Today, I'm pleased to introduce you to Sex for Sam 3, the Opie and Anthony firing. What I'm very excited for. Uh, we're a man down again. Uh, Craig is not here. It's, it's funny... Uh, if you miss an episode of Why Are You Laughing, it's like a month suspension. The, the, <laughs> way, the way we record them. <laughs> People like, what did he do? Why isn't he here? Uh, no, I'm sure it's a relief to a lot of people, but uh, Mike Harris and uh, Matt from Rhode Island, both with us. Uh, Mike, of course, from Very Good Show. Make sure you listen to that. Uh, Matt from Rhode Island of Vaulted Podcast Studios. These studios right here. And uh, if you want these episodes a week early, uh, you know, if you're, if you're anxious to get Why Are You Laughing, uh Go to patreon.com slash blind mic. I don't know why it took me so long to think of that. <laughs> uh, you get episodes a week early plus the, the blind mic projects and all that. Uh, bonus stuff on there. So go check that out. And get one of these snazzy hoodies that I'm wearing or something yeah. like that. Um, all right. So this is one that uh, I'm excited to do. I know Mike's a big uh, Opie and Anthony guy. Big time. And it's interesting because I believe in a lot of ways this is the start of, uh, you know, cancel culture, quote-unquote, as we know it, in the sense that it is the first time a, a successful, like a number one uh, radio show or a show that was making a lot of money lost their job because of political outrage. I'm sure there's other examples in the past, well. but this is one of the more high-profile um, uh, incidences in the early 2000s. And then it wasn't long after that the uh, Janet Jackson thing happened, yeah. and then uh, the, the ball started really rolling from there. But... Not to be a dick, Mike, but do you think you're understating that a little bit? What do you mean? <laughs> Given the incident, I don't know if this is a cancel culture. <laughs> oh no, no, no! But, well, we'll, right. we'll talk about we'll talk we'll talk about why I think it was okay. wrong that they got fired, or specifically they took the heat for this. Yeah, now that's fair. we'll also learn that radio was very different. <laughs> we will listen to some of these clips, and there's some that I didn't include where it's like. They could say that on the radio in 2002. <laughs> there was a lot they were getting away with. Yeah. I actually talked about this in the uh, Anthony DeVito episode uh, when we talked about Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to him about how, um, you know, we talk about cancel culture now, but, you know, and, and diversity on SNL and things like that. However, it's amazing that there wasn't more outrage back in the day because it's like, why is Chris Rock playing Harriet Tubman on SNL? You know what I mean? You couldn't find a black woman to do that? That's strange. <laughs> so so we, we had our eyes closed for a long time, as we will also learn in this episode. Um, but Opie and Anthony, for those of you that are, are not aware, started on WAF, legendary rock station here in Boston. Uh, they were on there for a few years until an incident that you may have heard of where the mayor is dead. Uh, mayor Tom Menino died in a horrible accident in Jacksonville, Florida. However, the problem was uh, Tom Menino was not dead. He lived for another like, 15, 20 years, I think and, he made it. Yeah, and was the mayor the whole time. <laughs> he, was, he was always the mayor. So Tom Menino, very much alive. However, uh, on April Fool's 1998, I believe. Yeah, 98. Um, uh, Opie and Anthony went on air, said Tom Menino had died. This was a stunt <laughs> to uh, kind of mock what radio stations did with April Fools at the time. Yeah, 
Like it was always some, you know, mild story. And they said, what if we did something outrageous? Like the mayor is dead. And kind of, there's a, there's a report in there where they say, uh, yes, it was him and uh, a, a female companion of Cuban descent, which I don't know where they would have gone with that eventually. <laughs> but but uh, they were trying to add in little layers as the day went on. And then uh, we, just, we included a call from uh, uh, a good Samaritan calling into WAAF that day. <laughs> 107.3 WAF, the only station that really rocks the band Feeder and Descend. That's a WAF exclusive. It's Opie and Anthony. Hey. Phones are going nuts. Everyone's got a comment about uh, the Mayor Menino thing. Yeah. Want to go to the phones? If you want to talk, give us a call. 931-1AF. AF! Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, man. Channel 4 just had it on the news that you guys are lying about Mayor Menino. It said on the TV that AF is um, giving out a false statement about Mayor Menino. He's not He's not dead. He's still alive. Get out of here. They wrote it's an April Fool's joke. It was on, like, you know how they do the lottery numbers? Yeah. It went across the screen like that. Get out of here! Yeah. Are you kidding? No. You're lying! I'm not at all. You're dude, lying! You're, you're I'm not lying, dude. I, my mother just had on the TV, and it, she just told me, because I told it when you guys said it, he was dead. She just told me that they had it on the news that you guys were lying. <laughs> Come on. I swear to God, I'm not lying. It was scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Yep. It said that AF <laughs> is giving out a false statement about the death of Mayor Menino. Dude, dude, you guys are causing an uproar in the city. Everybody's going nuts thinking he's dead. You guys are the shit, dude. I love you guys. <laughs> Come on. That is the best joke, dude. They were I, listening to that clip, I've noticed I've oh. never heard a grown man's voice change more than Opie. Than Opie? His, his voice <laughs> changes dramatically over the next yeah. 15, 20 years. Um, so, yeah, that oh. is uh, that is their big stunt. And then I threw this one in. Uh, I think the Minifans might enjoy this. Another unfamiliar voice, actually, uh, that all the Minifans know <laughs> from WAF, uh, immediately throwing Opie and Anthony under the bus. The station uh, did not have their back, although unlike Sex for Sam... I don't think the people at the station knew about this one, so you can kind of understand <laughs> why people were a little more outraged. Also, uh, not to mention that the reason this was uh, uh, such a big deal here in Boston is it's my understanding, and uh, I believe the mayor uh, backed up this story on local news at the time, uh, that the reason the Menino family was in such shock is that uh, his daughter got out of the hospital that day and was clicking around radio stations and stumbled upon WAF and said, Dad's dead? <laughs> <laughs> So the Menino family was none too pleased with this, and uh, but their station had their back at least. Let's hear from one Gregory Hill. WAAF DJ Greg Hill told me it's time to move forward. I just think that everybody at the station is upset that the mayor was upset, and I think it's really time to move on to something else. What happened to people's voices from the 90s to now? It's amazing. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but yeah, I just thought the, uh, the, any Minifans listening would enjoy that. Um, if you listen to Greg Hill now, he'd be like, yeah, I'm glad he's dead. He was a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, uh, So the reason I threw that in there, because this has nothing to do with Sex for Sam, other than it established them as shock jocks. And say what you want yeah. about that type of shit. If you were listening to the radio now, you'd be like, what's wrong with these guys? Like, it wouldn't fit today. It wouldn't make any sense. But this was sort of 90s shock jock radio. Or shocking comedy, things you never heard on the radio before, uh, was considered funny for just that reason. You've never heard it before. Now it would be hack, and you've heard yeah. it 10 million times, and you would know it was fake, 
and uh, all that sort of shit. And there would be 10 million ways to confirm it was fake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just go on Twitter and be like, well, no one's talking about this. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, what, a, what, a, what a creative choice. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, right. say the mayor's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck did they come up with that idea? It well, it's funny too. Like that's that version of Opie and Anthony. Yeah. I have no interest in. Yeah, I, uh, I, with the I shocking shit, or you know, shoving a cucumber up a girl's snatch, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> the five thousand, the five hundred gallon drum challenge. I have zero interest in that. Yeah. It wasn't until years later when they would just have conversations with comics and bullshit yeah. uh, that I actually really started to enjoy it. Well, you didn't want to know how much wiffle bat will fit up? Yeah. Oh, my God. She got nine inches. Unbelievable. That's horrifying. <laughs> we put a cell phone in there, and it still rings. Would you believe it? I, I The funniest part of that whole part, though, is like uh, they would mark the bat off, so they're like, oh, they're, they're reusing this, and they're obviously not yeah. cleaning it. You know, it does sound funny now that we're explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I threw that in just to establish that they were shock jocks, and that actually got them a higher-profile gig oh, yeah. at legendary rock station WNEW in New York, uh, which was owned by CBS, the same sta- uh, the same company that owned uh, the Howard Stern show at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Howard Stern was in the mornings on one station, number one in New York. Opie and Anthony were on a different CBS station. Um, was it CBS at the time? I think so. I can't quite remember. But uh, they were number they were number one in the afternoons among uh, men. So you had Howard in the mornings. People would go to Opie and Anthony in the afternoons yeah. for their shock jockery, <laughs> and uh, then we introduce sex for Sam. And it's also important to announce. And this is why I bring up sort of the you know cancel culture angle of it all is that this is sex for Sam three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which is right. very important to note. So it's the third consecutive year that they've done this contest. It was sponsored by Sam Adams and uh, advertised and signed off on by management and legal yeah. and all of that. So just keep that in mind as we go along here. Um, so Sex for Sam 3. Well, I might have a tough time explaining to you what it was. So <laughs> let's let Greg Opie Hughes and Anthony Cumia uh, do that for me. We have uh, taken some of these popular sites and assigned them various point values. What the couples must do is go to the sites on this uh, list and have sex in front of or in or next to or whatever uh, uh, applies to these sites. <laughs> so, so if that was a little confusing to you, let me uh, boil it down. <laughs> they had a group of four couples in. Uh, four consenting couples, eight people, uh, yeah. come in and say, uh, we are willing to have sex in public in various locations. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a it, really depraved scavenger hunt. It's, it's, it's yes. fucked up Amazing Race. Yeah. Exactly, that, that's exactly what it is. It's an X-rated Amazing Race. And spotters, they had their spotters, spotters. which were uh, Rich, comedian Rich Voss. Yep. Um, two producers for the Opie and Anthony show. I'm sorry, f- there were five teams. There were three producers. Um, and then uh, another comedian named Paul Mercurio. Yeah. Who you may not know him, but he will play an integral role in all of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Sex for Sam. And <laughs> Now, you may ask yourselves, why would couples come into a radio station and agree to have sex in public all over New York City? At very populated areas. Not yeah. to mention it's the most populated city in the world, but like very public places in New York. These are not uh, private locations. Well, there is a grand prize that would persuade these people to come in and do that. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, what, what is the lucky uh, couple going to win today, Anthony? Oh, they are going to join us up in Boston to hang out 
at the uh, Sam Adams Brewery when we broadcast live up there. Next Thursday and Friday, we'll Next be there. Next Thursday and Friday, and they take care of the trip and the accommodations and everything. And uh... Bringing you to sunny Boston. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for people who are not from this area, like going to the Sam Adams Brewery is not a grand prize of any kind. It's not, it's, a, it's it's not a treat. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, put it this way, it might be a lovely day. I'm not. I'm not uh, knocking Sam Adams. Maybe a lovely day out with uh, the wife, or who knows. However, if you were it's... posing the question to me, hey, would you like to have sex with your girlfriend at the Empire State Building for a chance to go to Boston? I'd be like, no, 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 thank you. <laughs> like, would you put your name on the sex offender registry for an yeah. all expenses trip? <laughs> exactly, to Boston. That's a great. That's a great angle. Is it, would you will it be willing to become a sex offender to see how Sam Adams is made? Um, but I guess like you hung out with Opie and Anthony and the way that they described it is like you kind of party with them for a day, which again, cool prize. Sure. If you say like, you know, right now I'm a big fan of, uh, I go to Skank Fest every year. Yeah. If you say, hey, Mike, we'll pay for these tickets if you're banging your girlfriend outdoors. <laughs> but no, no, I'll pay for them. That's fine. <laughs> I'll pay for the tickets myself. Uh, so you are probably getting some uh, depraved individuals in this sort of a contest. Yeah. Uh, which was Opie and Anthony's audience. So it w wasn't too much of a problem to find uh, five groups that would do this. Um, so what's the next clip? I want to go in order here because I think it's very important to see how the day breaks down. So you want to hear about the sponsor, if it wasn't already obvious? Yeah. Uh, so uh, it was Sam Adams. And let's just hear from, uh, I believe Jim Cook is in this clip, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Hey, Jim, do you like our couples? Did he Great teams. Right? Did you yeah. see one couple going at it already outside the studio? I did. It was very romantic. <laughs> very yeah. Romantic. Isn't it? We ought to have Frank Sinatra's song going. <laughs> they uh, they have been getting primed up with uh, some Sam Adams. You know, because uh, it's a social occasion. Yeah, there's some things in life you should not do sober. Right. <laughs> Sex for Sam is one of those special exactly. moments. Exactly. You might be a little uh, intimidated, a little shy. Good Lord. What a lovely advertisement. Yeah, I know. What the hell? Now, I threw that clip in there because as we explain what Sex for Sam is, clearly, by 2022 standards, you think, this is horrible. <laughs> Who would ever agree to do this? Obviously, these guys are idiots for thinking they'd get away with this on the air. But... Now we have learned that it's the third year in a row they've done this. Uh -huh. No one said boo the first two years. And uh, not only is it sponsored, the owner of Sam Adams is there saying, hey, get fucked up and, <laughs> and do some banging outside. The guy who you see in all the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Jim Cook. I actually, fun fact, my first, uh, my, my brief stint at, actually, not, unfortunately not that brief, stint at Entercom, uh, the first event I ever worked was some uh, Today Show thing uh, before the Super Bowl, before one of the Patriots Super Bowls, uh -huh. and Jim Cook was there, and they had interviewed him, and uh, I went up to him and I said, "Hey, Jim Cook, still an O and A fan?" And he pretended he didn't hear me and walked away. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so, I, spoiler alert: the relationship may deteriorate as this yeah, day goes on. <laughs> I'm sure. I remember Anthony's impression of him like later on in the years. He'd be like. Oh, that guy just was such a creep, but he had such a, like, a nice voice, like, hey, you, would you stick it in her ass over there? <laughs> the owner of a business. Could you ima imagine now the CEO, business. the CEO of Anheuser-Busch just being like, ah, you need to get the lady lubed up a little bit, you know? Oh, Tim Cook. Yeah, <laughs> Tim, yeah Tim Cook instead yeah. of Jim Cook. <laughs> Tim Cook. The CEO of Apple. <laughs> 
Um, oh, so what's next here, Matthew? Um, so <laughs> the, the clip is labeled Go Inside. So this is uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral. Oh, so we're fast forwarding pretty quickly here. Um, so let, let me take take my time here and yeah. ease into this as uh, the couples were doing that day. <laughs> because so this is about an hour, maybe a little more than an hour in. If you ever want to go and listen to the entire Sex for Sam day, uh, the whole show is on YouTube. But uh, so it's like an hour into that episode, which means it's probably an hour and a half into the show with yeah. commercials and all of that. So things are going smoothly. Uh, people are banging at the Disney store and, you know, <laughs> out by record shops. It's a it's a wacky day, a summer day in New York. <laughs> and uh, the sun is shining. Birds are chirping. Um, and then Paul Mercurio checks in with his couple. Juicy Lips. It's Paul's team from D.C. Hey, we, uh, we are in, uh, on the steps of St. Pat Cathedral. Whoa! <laughs> and we are getting looks like you wouldn't believe. It's un- <laughs> One woman yelled out, that's a church. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, can't you do some pedophilia? <laughs> Oh, jeez. So they're on the uh, the steps leading to St. Patrick's Cathedral, Anthony. Hey, Paul. Yeah. A lot of listeners checking in complaining that your team is not actually doing this in these uh, establishments. In the establishments. You, no, thank you. What do you mean? You can't just go in front of a place like the Carnegie Deli. It has to be done inside. All right, we'll take them inside. We'll we're gonna, them we're inside. gonna, we're gonna allow the points for that. But uh, in the future, you must go Roger inside Goodell. these venues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very stringent with the points here. So, I, and I should have mentioned, uh, just for those of you at home, this is August sixteenth, I believe, two thousand two. Just for a little time frame. Yeah. Um, so it gives you a little perspective into nineties, early two thousands shock jock radio. The culture there was not. Uh, what the fuck are you guys doing? It was, why aren't you inside, you pussy? <laughs> you coward, Mercurio? Get in that church and watch this couple bang. <laughs> People are calling in and complaining they're not inside. <laughs> yeah, so this was a, this was constant, you know, one-upsmanship oh, yeah. where they would do mm. crazy stuff. And like I said, um, maybe if I were, you know, I was uh, 10 when this happened. So uh, maybe at the time I would have found it really cool if I were listening live, <laughs> but now I would listen and be like, eh, this is not for me. You know, yeah. I don't, who gives a shit if they're, yeah. um, there's also an element of theater of the mind where now we would be very skeptical and say, ah, they're joking. They're joshing around. <laughs> they're not, they're not having sex at these places. They're calling in and saying that this is fake stuff. Uh, but Opie and Anthony made fun of that sort of fake yeah. radio. <laughs> Maybe after today they weren't, but, um, the I basically Opie and Anthony wanted him to go inside, so we can blame uh, Paul Mercurio, but he was peer pressured. Let's not forget that. So, what's the next step here? Um, this is uh, they go inside, and this is called mm. labeled the incident. Yes. Yeah. So they're inside, and um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, the type of people that would work at St. Patrick's Cathedral. They're not the most fun bunch, particularly when it comes to you know public sex acts. <laughs> But one of those gentlemen uh, happened upon the lovely couple in Palmer Curio, and this is how it played out. We're in St. Pat's, and he's doing the balloon knot inside, and a security guy is coming up to us right now. Oh. All right, all right. Hey, come on, let him go. They're okay there. No, let him go. He was just looking for the restroom. That's all. Really? Really? No, no, no. I need to the restroom. What's the problem? Come to the south side, please. 
I well, y'all could right there is where the entire day and the course of Opie and Anthony could have changed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because when he said, we'll just go, if that happened, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Who knows? We could be talking about Opie and Anthony, the uh, number one, the, the, the show that took down Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where their careers could have gone if Paul Mercurio followed up with that? We'll just get out of here. Also, I love the excuse of uh, he's looking for the bathroom. It's not in her asshole, sir. <laughs> what do you mean you're looking for the bathroom? <laughs> and I don't think that guy was buying it either. Um, no. But let's continue uh, with the the interaction here. Listen, you just need to use the restroom. Don't be so, what are you being so difficult for? Oh, my God. This is, he would never, this is a sacrilegious place. He would never do anything like that. This is a Catholic church. Hey, listen, you, you want to be arrested? You, you'll be quiet, all right? No, I'm not going to be quiet. I have a right to say whatever I want to say. Just because you have a blue jacket on with a patch on doesn't mean you have authority over me. When they give you a walkie-talkie, that doesn't mean to take away my constitutional rights. <laughs> We're going to go, all right? We can do whatever we want. We walk out. Every, no harm, no foul. <laughs> Not a problem with priests through the kids, though, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess when the doors are closed, it happens on the altar, right? That's what happens right Yeah, nothing like, nothing like meat and potato sex to turn that church around, right? A little heterosexual sex. Is everybody out here? I'm a scumbag? Put the cop in church. He's done the kids for 35 years? How could you be part of that? You're culpable. You should be ashamed of yourself. They mean and potato sex is what the church needs. Step back, be counted. And that was a balloon knot, just so you knew. <laughs> balloon knot. Where's your dog now? <laughs> Jesus. All right, we're moving on. We'll call you back. All right, uh, Paul. Oh, oh my God. 27. Uh, so <laughs> the, the unmitigated gall it takes to walk into a church and be ha- having anal sex. And then you're the one who's indignant about it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's there's a split there that this day could have taken. And Paul Mercurio chose, rather than knowing uh, how to talk to security or the police, Paul Mercurio chose what would be more entertaining on radio. And I give him credit for that. <laughs> I do too. And he thought bringing up pedophilia in the Catholic Church <laughs> would be funnier. So, so good for him. Now, here's what I don't quite understand, is it sounds like in that clip, that Mercurio is leaving, mm-hmm. like walking out of the church. And this guy, I don't know who he is, but I assume he has no real authority outside of that building. Yeah, You know what I mean? His jurisdiction is probably within those four walls, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very confusing as you're listening to the whole day because you think, why are they still there? And I can only assume it's because Paul was still zipping out one-liners to this guy <laughs> while the cops showed up. <laughs> and I'm imagining, if I remember right, is that where we are next, Matt? So the next one is, everything's cool. Oh, good, good. I, I, I was hoping this all turned out well. Let's listen to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Uh, yes, that, that, all right. that's a combination. That we got to go, go back uh, to the juicy lips. Yes, Paul? <laughs> Paul? Yeah, I just, uh, the cop just came and he left. He said, if we go back in, he's going to arrest us. Oh. They call the cops. And I told him, you know, we weren't doing anything. We were just, uh, you know, uh, you know, observing uh, the, uh, what is it, the Sabbath? I don't know, whatever. All right. And they said, we're not, you know, you go back in there, you got to recall it. 
right. Now he's coming back to play. Hey, Paul, can you can you go back in and get your uh, your uh, poor box money back? <laughs> uh, so you guys are okay? Uh, you guys are all right? Yeah, we're cool. It was uh, it was uh, it was a little dicey, but we're cool. Um, so <laughs> seems like everything's good. And I don't know why I chose to do this episode. It seems like everything's fine. It all wrapped up nicely. Um, but the part I don't understand, and uh, a good example is years later on the Opie and Anthony show, uh, you probably remember, Mike, they used to do a bit with the Tony Danza show. Are you yep. familiar? Yeah. Um, so they would send uh, Eric Nagel, E-Rock. They would send him outside uh, sort of, and have him pose as a member of Tony Danza's staff. Uh, and Anthony Cumia did a spot-on Tony Danza impression. Get on. So what they would do is find some of these old bats that would go to the Tony Danza show and uh, put Anthony on the phone. They'd say, Tony wants to talk to you. And they'd be like, oh, my God, really? Yeah, he wants you, he wants you in, his, in his dressing room. Yeah, so then Tony <laughs> would convince them to come back to his dressing room. Well, I guess the goal was they wanted someone to run out on stage and give Tony a hug. Yeah. So he'd say, hey, yeah, we're not telling anyone. Just come out on stage yeah. <laughs> during the show. Because um, they thought, because the Tony Danza show was live, and they thought that would be funny to see. So there was an incident where uh, security was holding E-Rock there. And on the phone, they're just going, Eric, run. <laughs> Go away. They're not cops. So I'm, I can't, I'll, I'll never understand why Mercurio was still there when the cops showed up. Other than thinking, well, this would be good radio. Yeah. Which it was. It's an interesting thing to go back and listen to, even today. Um, but as I in that clip, it seemed like everything was fine. And then uh, the day takes an interesting turn after that. I, I also just, I love Mercurio's Lenny Bruce voice also. Where's your God now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just. It's funny. Well. It's funny to look back at anyth anything like this yeah. and like listen to the confidence in people's voices and then like how they talk about it afterwards. Like, well, you know, I, I could have done one of two things that day. And, <laughs> you know, they're much more sheepish about it after. But uh, let's hear where things took a turn. Yeah. Everything is not well. And now I'm uh, getting reports of police. Paul. Uh -oh. Polly. Yeah, well, listen, officer, I don't understand. If you're going to take us down to the station, then take us down and do the investigation. But we're standing here and you have nothing. You're taking one person's opinion. Yeah, here, I have my money card that has my name on it and uh, a credit card and a money card. I don't have a picture ID. I think it's I am ready okay. to the well up. And I have to urinate all the time. He's talking to six cops right now. I want to take all three to the station. Not good. <laughs> you hear the guy trying to make up the excuse that he's trying to urinate. Doesn't sound like I don't know if he's putting on airs there, but uh, he doesn't sound like the most bright guy. <laughs> putting on you know. Airs. <laughs> so now they're talking to the cops. Things are starting to get messy. Um, what's next, Matt? Things Before get worse. I uh-oh, yeah. things get worse. All right. So right now, and I've, uh, by the way, I've used that excuse. Uh, I don't have my ID, so don't worry. Don't think about checking that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very smart by Mercurio. Um, but I'm fascinated with the idea, maybe because it's the church people, and at that time, people <clears> were, you know, there's still a religious, um, a much more religious yeah. sect of the population. Maybe people took that a lot more seriously, particularly, you know, Irish Catholic cops or Italian Catholics. Yeah. Um, also, this was less than a year after 9-11, too. So. That's true, too. I always yeah, forget so about that like, element of it. Eh. Boy, we forgot pretty quickly. We, we, all, we, all, we, we all managed to recover, even in yeah. New York City. <laughs> I forget about that. 
Um, so let's hear th- where uh, things keep deteriorating here. Right now. Well, it's like, I think it's going, honestly, no do I, disrespect. I think it's going in one ear and out the other. And you've already made your decision. So let's get in the car, it's air conditioned, and let's go. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Some disrespect, Paul. <laughs> What a dickhead. <laughs> the, the idea, as the great Chris Rock put so brilliantly on the Chris Rock show, the best way to handle the cops is yeah, sh- whatever you need, boss. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever I can do to make your lives easier. Not uh, question rampant pedophilia through the Catholic Church. <laughs> Say, I don't think you're listening to me, to the cops. <laughs> These are not things you do when you're interacting with police. No. Let's continue. Yeah, I, you know what? Frankly, I am. If I wanted to wander around, you would be in the exo, you would be in the back. Well, I haven't made that determination yet. No. They haven't decided to be arresting you. Why don't you stop getting yourself all excited to take my advice, which was take a breath. And tell them all to calm down. Why don't you mind down? Well, this is 15 minutes of nonsense, and we, we left the church when we were told to leave. We walked down the sidewalk. He called that gentleman, and that gentleman came tearing down the sidewalk for us. So it's like you guys are looking to do something with us. We left when we were told to leave. Three guys escorted us out. So uh, the interesting thing here is as we listen, it's pretty clear that Paul Mercurio is doing everything wrong in this situation. <laughs> yeah. However, remember, how do I have this audio? Uh, I didn't. I didn't sneak uh, it from the uh, recorded archives of Paul Mercurio's phone calls. It was being broadcast on WNEW. So that's another interesting element to all of this. Yeah. And Opie, Opie and Anthony have talked about this over the years, where they could have not taken the call. They saw that Mercurio was at the Catholic Church. They saw that cops got involved, and they kept putting him back on the air. This is, I think, the third time he's on the air because it's great radio. However. Um, what makes it a stickier situation is, don't forget, I said this was about an hour into ONA's show. I think they started at three yeah. back then, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so this is about 4.30. Rush dr- hour. Drive time in New York City. In Manhattan. <laughs> and we'll find out what kind of a day it was later, by the way. <laughs> Maybe not the best day to walk into a church. Um, but yeah, drive time in Manhattan. They're doing this, and remember, this is not the, the days of podcasting where now uh, we'll talk about ni- 98.5 doing a 30 share in the ratings, oh. but that might be, you know, 100,000 people. Right. In Manhattan, if you were doing a two, that could be close to a million people listening. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it, things are pretty crazy back then. Like, everyone's listening back then, particularly Opie and Anthony's uh, audience, blue-collar guys. A lot of cops, yep. firefighters, <laughs> things cops. of that, things that government workers, things of that nature. Um, <laughs> actually, by the way, I don't think I included it, but in this contest, um, the point system, and uh, we mentioned anal sex. That was oh, a, what yeah, we call a right. two point conversion. That's right. uh, but that's also right. part of, part of the point system was um, if you're if the girl banged a police officer, uh, a man who she was not in a relationship with, that was an extra hundred points, I believe. So maybe the cops were going down to get involved for that reason. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, where we where do we go next? Uh, backup arriving. Oh. Maybe for that reason. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So people are hearing it throughout New York City. Um, Mercurio's not giving up. So this is just a, a perfect storm of this situation getting worse. Yeah. Can you hear us? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? So now uh, I gotta just be careful because I, I just they haven't told me to take my uh, take my earphone out or anything. I don't want them to know that I'm on the air. But they're just like five cops are standing around like debating this at this point. But they they kicked us out and then they came they came tearing down the sidewalk and they put us against the wall in front of Cartier, put our hands against the wall and that whole nonsense and patted us down and everything. 
and now they've got they, they brought a sergeant in, Uh-oh. and now another guy's showing up in another car. Oh, you're done. And they're, you're they're, so they're done. like uh, the security guy from the church. Yeah. You know. He don't and, have. And by the way, the guy I'm with, the yeah. guy, the guy of the couple is on probation. Oh. <laughs> uh oh. And he's freaking out. <laughs> so things are getting very bad, and that's another. Why didn't they just leave? Why didn't they walk away? Why didn't that guy say, hey, I'm on probation. Let's not stay for the cops to stick around. <laughs> you know? Because like you said, I think he's dumb. <laughs> he, may, he, may be, he may be a little dim, uh, but also, like, he wanted to keep doubling down. That was the nature of this show. Yeah. And here's where Howard Stern was so much smarter than Opie and Anthony, uh, is Howard Stern was a businessman. And I think there were a lot of elements to Stern's show, particularly when you look back and listen, that were fake. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've, like Minahan has talked about this. Maybe the whole show was fake. Like maybe yeah. a lot of the callers were fake. The prank phone calls now are all fake. Um, but who knows how many were fake back then. Jackie was doing a lot of the writing for Stern on the show, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, you know, you can question the phoniness of that. And uh, maybe we were listening to something that wasn't real. Whereas with the Opie and Anthony show, generally we were listening to reality. <laughs> However, uh, they weren't the best businessmen. Hey. Art is messy, Mike. <laughs> it certainly can be. Yeah, when you're creating great art like this, what an artistic day this was. But I think at some point, ONA should have realized, like, maybe let's stop broadca- blasting this out to hundreds of thousands of people around New York. Um, and they kept putting it back on air. And the funny thing is, I didn't include any of these clips because they don't pertain to the storyline. But the funny thing is, this is happening. You know, Mercurio and these contestants are dealing with the cops. Backup is coming down to St. Pat's Cathedral. And then they would say, uh, all right, let's take a break from Mercurio for now. Let's go to Rich Voss, who's uh, who's at Macy's. <laughs> Voss, what's your couple doing? <laughs> and would, they, we would have updates about these other couples. And it's, at a certain point, it's like, you're still doing the contest? Yeah, right. <laughs> The whole episode is worth a listen. Oh, absolutely. Because it's crazy. If you're, yeah, even if you're not an ONA fan, if you're a radio fan or comedy fan, whatever, or just interested in that period of time in in pop culture, it's fascinating to listen to. Just to watch the car or listen to the car crash. Yeah, exactly. So, what's next, Matt? Uh, Advice ignored. Oh, let's, <laughs> let's see. I've given the boys a lot of advice. I want to see if it lines up. The, the captions on this, like <laughs> yeah. I said before the show, made me laugh really hard when I went through this. <laughs> the progression of the clips is very funny. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rick. All right. Bye. Uh, NYPD checking in like crazy. Andy. Yo. What's up, Andy? Real fast. Yeah, listen, I'm on the job. I'm on a cop for 20 years. Tell Paul, shut up. Don't talk anymore. Don't get arrogant. Apologize. Get out of there. I agree. <laughs> He's getting a little too cocky. Yeah, I'm listening to it. I almost clutch coming in over the highway right now. He's just got to, like, lay low. If these cops are rookies, then I'm it's for real, and they're going to take them in. Okay. Good they advice. They'll have a detail of cops that work out of there, I, and they're probably listening to it right now. I believe Paul can hear you, so hopefully he'll uh, he'll take that advice. Thank you, Andy. All right, boys. Stay safe. Let's go back to Paul. Hey, listen, I'm going to go with them. Can I go down with them? To the, can I go with them? No, can I go in the car with them? Well, if you're going to arrest them, arrest me then. What's the difference? I don't care. This is ridiculous. You don't want to take me because they're afraid to say anything, and you know that you guys are wrong. <laughs> very, very quickly, that advice was uh, shrugged off. <laughs> very, very quickly. It's, it's hilarious to have a cop on the line saying, like, just tell him to get the fuck out of there, and immediately go to him not getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> but it's also funny to hear them talk about this like it's a grand conspiracy. Yeah. He's like, you, you, 
they you're not going to get them to talk. So you want me? I'm the I'm the kingpin here. It's like you're a couple that was banging in a Catholic church. <laughs> it's not <laughs> cut and dry. They saw you. You're not Bernie Madoff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, things continue to uh, get messy. And then where do we go? Uh, the arrest. Oh, so we're already we're already there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, Paul has been handling the cops and Opie and Anthony again. And I wonder bit by bit. Like, I do wonder if this wasn't broadcast, what the outcome would it be. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder. Because it may, may have still become a story, but every step of the way was being blasted through, you know, yeah. 50,000 watts in New York City. Yeah. Um, and it was also, we'll get to this later, but on a very slow news day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's play. Um, yep. Officer, officer, can I talk to you for a minute? They won't even talk to me now. What happened, Paul? They took them in handcuffs and put them in a car. They're taking them to Midtown North. Oh, no. Our, oh, one of our teams is arrested. Yeah, so I think reality is starting. You can hear in Anthony's voice Ugh. there. Things are starting to set in. And now they're having the internal debate like, oh, boy. Is this, is this getting ugly? However, um, I think we'll hear Jim Norton mention it later, but they have had arrests in the past. There was oh, some yeah. voyeur bus scandal. I've never been able to find that audio do you know what that was exactly i can't find it either it's I very even, weird i don't even know if it was my understand my 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 uh very basic understanding was the voyeur bus was something like essentially they took a party bus around new york yes with like strippers in it or something clear, and clear windows clear windows <laughs> and that was the wacky thing you were having you know i don't know it was a bunch of like naked girls and comedians and they were broadcasting of, from yeah. there or something and lewis black and jim norton were on the bus yeah. And uh, both got arrested. They spent the night in jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know much more than that. But point is, they've had uh, you know a history of this in the past where, yeah. hey, that became a funny bit that they talked about on the radio. No harm, no foul. Mm -hmm. So part of them is thinking maybe that's what this is. But I also think, uh, at least I think both of them, Opie and Anthony, yeah. are smart enough to be like, this does involve the Catholic Church. <laughs> like uh, maybe we're treading on some shaky waters here, but uh, that doesn't deter them. <laughs> so what's next, Matt? Ah, uh, is this legal? Is this illegal? Yeah. So there's, uh, they're having kind of the same debate we are right now. Well, we're not really, but but there, uh, there is part of you wondering like, it's being broadcast on air. It's a sponsored event. Um, should they be able to get away with this in some way, or should the couple at least be? exonerated in some way and uh, that's the same debate Opie and Anthony are having <laughs> Paul was just daring the cops to do something Paul wanted to be the sacrificial lamb there you could tell he was just like you know you either have something or you don't if he was a gentleman they might have still arrested him but they might not have you don't know yeah there's a lot of daring going on there yeah you don't tell the cops what are you gonna do about it huh yeah <laughs> then again I groveled in the voyeur bus and still got arrested so this is, this is legal isn't it well, uh, well, we'll, we'll find you know, out, I, Rick. I, I, uh, I, this is unfamiliar ground for us. Uh, oh, it is? As far <laughs> as uh, what just went on. Yeah. Oh, well. The Feast of Assumption today, too. It's a holy day. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, maybe not the best day to walk into a Catholic church. I don't know what the Feast of Assumption is, but I assume they take it seriously, whatever it is, those Catholics. <laughs> they, they got something for every day, though. That's I, it's like when you're like, it's National Pizza Day. Is it? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yes. National Sibling Day. 
Who said that? <laughs> but I'm assuming uh, in their minds, the Feast of Assumption is not a day where you have anal sex in the church. Well, uh, I'm assuming. I don't know all the rules. No, that was the next day. I'm not a religious guy. No, but <laughs> This might be more ironic than you think, because I think the Feast of Assumption has to do with, like, Mary getting pregnant as a virgin. Oh. Like, I think it well, makes it even go. more ironic. Well, that's fun. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Maybe that's how they did it then. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but you hear in that clip Rick Delgado, who is uh, one of the producers, who was one of the spotters that day, say, this is legal, isn't it? Which sounds silly, because no, it is not legal. Yeah, WNEW no. cannot dictate whether or not it's legal to have sex in public. Which makes you wonder, how were they able to get a sponsor? How were they able to promote this? How were they able to get it past legal? And I think the answer is, oh, this is the number one radio show. We'll let them do yeah. whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Um, so, of course, it's not legal. But I think there was an element in everyone's mind involved. Oh, we'll get, we'll get away with this. Yeah. Like we're, you know, we're number one, baby. We're making millions. And uh, the fun thing is we heard Jim Norton finally in that clip. O Opie and Anthony just signed a brand new deal, which we'll talk yeah. about later on. Um, the biggest deal of their, of their lives. Jim Norton had not quite put pen to paper yet. He hadn't oh. inked that deal. But he did put a uh, mortgage down on a brand new apartment in New York. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so so Norton, more than anyone, is hoping uh, eh, they'll cinch me up in no time, right? They'll get this <laughs> deal done. Uh, well, what's next? <laughs> uh, just just so we know, the, the Feast of Assumption yeah. is uh, the holy day marks the occasion of the Virgin Mary's body ascent to heaven uh -huh. at the yeah. end of her life. So. Okay. I don't yeah. know, maybe kind of an important one, I guess. Uh, maybe not like National Pizza Day. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are some young Catholics that would say that's how you're supposed to do it if you don't want to get pregnant. Right, you know? There you go. There you so, go. Uh, what's next? Um, this is uh, Paul detained. This is the last we'll hear of Paul. Okay. <laughs> this just in. Paul called in, uh, got taken into interview room, and he had to hang up. Oh, is that what we... That's the latest. Item. That's the latest. Right, John? Yeah, I just got off the phone and like two seconds ago. He said he's being detained right now. They're taking his phone, so we won't hear from him for a while. <laughs> Well, as Norton, is that all of that clip? I thought I had a little more. Just because, as Norton points out, I don't understand it. how he was detained, <laughs> considering they had him get in a cab. Like he, he was not brought down by police. The, oh, couple, the couple was. He got the cab. And That's we right. heard him, we heard him arguing earlier. Like they they wouldn't keep him with the couple, yeah. which he wanted to be. So he said, "I'm going to get into a cab uh, and head down to the police station." Yeah. Evidently. Uh, I don't know if he kept mouthing off, but something that happened at that station made them say, all right, well, now you're also under arrest. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Mercurio kept making this entire day worse, well, I and uh, I think that's the last we hear from him on, uh, yeah. at least on this episode. He detained himself. Yeah, because I, yeah. I don't know if you can be an accessory to public sex. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know if that's a charge. <laughs> I, uh, pub public lewdness. I guess he was involved in some way. Kinda. Now, uh well, Mike, it's funny you asked that, actually, because they'll find a way yeah. to include him in these charges, oh, of course. Which, which makes a lot of sense when you actually think about it. But you're right. He was not engaged in uh, the sex act. I don't think watch lurking yeah. is not a uh, little loitering, I guess. Mm. But, um, Trespass. Yeah, I don't know. Look how look how cool Steve C is in this picture. Oh, he was there. <laughs> He's standing right. in the background with his rad shades on. Oh, rest in, in peace, shadows. Uh, Rest in yeah. peace, Steve Carly. I don't know if that's necessarily Steve. from that day. It's just a picture I put over the blank. That's just, oh, okay. That's just yeah, a yeah. funny picture of him in the background looking like a creep. <laughs> but uh, where, where are we going now, Matt? Uh, well, this is the next day now. Oh, we're already at the next day. Yeah. Oh, well, I must have I left some stuff out. Um, not really. But the, the interesting thing is how you hear the mood change 
um, after all this happens. So, like, they don't quite understand how Paul got detained. It doesn't make a lot of sense to them. But also, they they crowned – I didn't include it because I didn't think it was that, like, funny or interesting. But, like, they crowned a winner. It, <laughs> so, it <laughs> better have been the, the church couple. It wasn't. <laughs> well, they probably so, figured they wouldn't be able to make it. Yeah, someone – yeah, right. <laughs> someone got the most points, and they crowned a winner. And I'll say this. Maybe there's some legal reason they did that. Because uh, you do hear Opie and Anthony go to commercial once and say that Ken Stevens, uh, who I think was the GM of NW yeah. at the time, wants to talk to them, and it didn't sound good. But <laughs> there might be some like, well, this was a contest yeah, that these I, couples are participating in. So if you don't have a winner, then that might be a sticky legal situation. Yes. However, spoiler alert again, uh, the, the grand prize never happens. <laughs> there, There is no Opie and Anthony broadcast from the Sam Adams uh, brewery. However... Sex for Sam 3 was not their last show. Right. Did you know that? No. Yeah, they they came in the next day, which is very weird, particularly under the circumstances. So picture this. You have a radio show where um, some of the key components just got arrested yesterday. It was a huge story. And overnight, it was the biggest story, yeah. in not just in New York, but <clears throat> in the country, really. Yeah. Uh, Letterman talked about it. Like, <laughs> there was there was nothing else going on in the news that day. And uh, you never want to pick a slow news day to fucking the church. I, <laughs> my grandfather always said, you don't, you don't want to pick a slow news day to do that. So um, it became a huge story overnight. Uh, you know, reporters were outside WNEW. And Opie and Anthony start the show where they're like, well, uh, baseball might go on strike soon. <laughs> like they're trying to meander their way through conversation. And then they eventually uh, address this. So the uh, yeah, a huge story, uh, and and we really can't even discuss it. <laughs> I would love to. Can we talk about how? Um, let me look. No, up. I'll just say no right now. No, the guy with the big camera lens outside. No, I I heard no. We can't even discuss anything. Ask Ken if we could talk about the paparazzi. You just did, and how they didn't recognize Aunt and I as we walked right by him. And they looked at us and said, no, that's not them. They're all waiting to snap pictures. <laughs> no, okay, so we better not talk about that. Well, that's just... Uh, there's nothing to talk about! No? What do you think? I was I was reading about uh, uh, other things last night? I'm getting uh, headset. Uh, no? No. Okay. No. All Thumbs right. down. Thumbs down. All right. Well... Moving, move on, move on. Okay, we're moving on. Okay, that's as much. That is as much as the lawyers will allow us to say about this. So if you're calling in in reference to this, you'll not get on the air. Unfortunately, uh, we we can't discuss it. I'd love to. I'm gonna love seeing hearing my voice on the news with the little VU meter going or the radio dial going and saying, uh, we can't talk about it. So. Very weird on so many levels. Yeah. Like, also, what I think Anthony means there by you won't get on the air, not that, like, we're taking a stand and we're not going to put you on the air. I think they literally mean everyone at the radio station had a dump button at their yeah. <laughs> at their fingertip <laughs> that day and was ready because they also knew that Opie and Anthony were the kind of show that would talk about that even if they didn't want them yeah. to. And they knew that they were going to get dumped, like, immediately. Yeah. Um, also, 
there's an element of Opie and Anthony being aware that legally they don't want to say anything. No. They don't want to implicate themselves. Nope. They don't want to get the station in trouble. Um, all that. So they are on some shaky legal ground and they don't know what to do. Yeah. Also, it's funny to pose that with, A, as Anthony said, what do you think, I was reading other stories last <laughs> night? Like, even if there was news going on, they weren't reading about it. No. You know, they were getting phone calls all night and everything. Also, there was nothing happening in the news. Yeah. So this is what they would talk about. Put it this way. Pretend this happened with Stern the day before. That would be all four hours of their show. Yep. Now it's happening to them, which makes it even more important to them. <laughs> That's all they. Thing. It's all they want to talk about. It's all they're thinking about, and they had to fill four out. My question is, why put them in that situation? Yeah. Play best of. Put Ron and Fez in in that time. Whatever you got to do, don't have them on that day. It doesn't make any sense. It's yeah. so, it was such a bizarre choice, um, but they did have them in. And I think there's one more clip from that show, right? I'm, but yeah. I'm just imagining them sitting in the studio and the rest of the space in the room is taken up by lawyers just standing there staring at them. Don't you do this. <laughs> just looking at them like, don't uh. you do this. <laughs> because even there, when Opie acknowledged that there were paparazzi, yeah. that lawyer was clutching his chest in that moment. <laughs> like they didn't even want him to even get that close to it. Uh, so people are very afraid. They try to do a radio show, and then towards the end of that radio show, uh, Paul Mercurio calls in, right? <laughs> he certainly does. Yeah. That was a little complicated for me. It's a good show today. Oh, thanks. I was just calling in to, uh... Hey, and you had a good show yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to see the sun, huh? <laughs> I, uh, I was just calling, uh, I had a, a segment I wanted to talk about how to prepare your soil for planting your bulbs for the fall season. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, again, I don't even know why they took that call because Mercurio can't even say mm. on the air, this is what happened to me at the station. Yeah. You know, or this is how I uh, got out of being detained or anything. He can't say, oh, so why even take that call? It's one of the strangest days in radio history. Uh, that episode is also on YouTube if you want to go check that out in, in its entirety. It's very weird, but very interesting to listen to. Um, so here's the end result. Uh, I'll tell you. Open Anthony got fired. <laughs> if, you guys, sure did. if you guys were sitting at home wondering, well, how does this all play out? <laughs> Opie and Anthony, well, I, I take that back because I don't believe the term is fired. Uh, Jim Norton got fired. Uh, Rick Delgado and Ben Sparks and the entire ben Sparks. <laughs> the entire Opie and Anthony staff got fired, but uh, what ho what happened to Opie and Anthony was not a firing. No, as oh, I mentioned, yeah. as I mentioned, they just signed a contract um, with Infinity was Infinity Broadcasting, yes. I believe, is and what it, became CBS. Yep, now that I'm talking it, about, and it had quite the non compete. <laughs> it, it it certainly did. It's funny. <laughs> Well, so that what they could have done is what CBS could have done is said, "We want you out of here." Yeah. However, m while this was a huge story and people were still very offended, um, and uh, what's his name from the Catholic Church? God damn it, Bill. Bill. Um, Bill Donahue. Bill Donahue. Bill Donahue. Yeah, Bill Donahue. Um, Bill Donahue <laughs> was really up their ass about this. Uh, you know, for just public indecency and, yeah. and all sorts of that thing. The fact that it was the church, it was the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah, he was he was outraged by this, and uh. you could say rightfully so, but he, <laughs> he wanted them out. Yeah. Um. So what happened was, and Opie and Anthony have talked about a deal, like a, a specific radio station that actually wanted them. I don't know if that's true. Mm -hmm. 
Um, like, I don't know if there was ever an offer made uh, on the hush-hush or anything like that. But the logic was that a competing radio station would hire Opie and Anthony, particularly with all this buzz. Same, And that's why I threw in the, um, the mayor's dead thing. Yeah. Because in 1998, 1999, the logic was, oh, they got all this press from the mayor being dead. Yeah. That was huge news. Uh, these guys are wacky. They have an audience. Let's bring them in. Now they've been number one in New York City for two, three years, whatever it was. Um, in the afternoons, what if we bring that audience in to compete with Howard Stern? And so I mentioned that Infinity Broadcasting yeah. also owned Howard, the Howard Stern show, and or Howard Stern was an employee of theirs. Um, so they said we and and the way Anthony Cumia has told the story is like we wouldn't have beaten Howard Stern. Their audience was not bigger than Stern's by any stretch of the right. imagination. However. Uh, their logic was that they could have taken enough of that audience away so that Stern wouldn't be number one in key demographics anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it would have, you know, it's like uh, their version of Ross Perot, basically. (laughs) Would have taken enough votes away to not make Howard the leader anymore. Um, And so that's how other radio stations looked at it. And that's how Infinity Broadcasting looked at it as well. And they said, well, we're not going to put these guys back on the air. That's toxic. Mm -hmm. We're not going to put them up against Stern because that's our uh, golden goose. So... We have you under contract for the next couple of years. We're just not going to do anything with you. Yeah, that's, we're gonna, where you that's where you're staying. <laughs> we're going to keep paying you. We'll, we, we are willing to lose these millions of dollars yeah. to not lose in the ratings, to keep Howard at number one, all that. And again, yeah. Howard may have remained number one and sure. crushed Opie and Anthony. We have no idea. But, but they, they kept that million-dollar thumb on them. <laughs> they certainly did. And that's, again, why. So Opie and Anthony sat out for two years. Yeah. Um, and Norton, um, you know, stayed loyal to them. Toward. <laughs> he, well, he, Norton luckily had tough crowd and stand up. Yeah. Um, so well, he was fine. Right. That was right in between that. That's right. He was fine for the yeah, yeah. that time tough, lined up. Tough perfect. crowd perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> Substituted for Opie and Anthony's absence. Tough crowd was 02 to 04. Yeah, that's right. Um, and literally, I think like October <clears throat> of 02 to November of 04. And Opie and Anthony <laughs> were off the air in August of 02. That's right. And signed with Sirius XM. Um, and started in October of 04. <laughs> so, so it lined funny. up so perfectly. But Opie and Anthony were off the air for two years in a time where there was no social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anthony couldn't go on, you know, Ustream or whatever he used to go on. A, a Pal Talk? Pal Talk or YouTube Live. <laughs> there was none of that for them to like keep themselves alive. So if you were a fan of Opie and Anthony in 02, you just said by 04, you were like, remember those guys that used to be on the radio? Yeah. You know, yeah. like some people... The diehards remembered them and immediately subscribed to Sirius. The pests. Yeah, but they, the way they tell the story is like there were, I think, 11,000 people had XM when they started there. Yeah. So that is, if everyone turned their dials to the Opie and Anthony show, uh, I believe that's how many people would have been listening at the time. And that, you know, quickly expanded. And then Stern went to Sirius a year later, which made Satellite more popular in general. Right. And then by, you know, I believe by the end of Opie and Anthony on Sirius XM, they had at least hundreds of thousands of listeners. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, I, I don't think it was, you know, Opie would always insinuate that it was in the millions. I don't oh. believe, I don't believe that it was. Um, why do you think different? No, I, they just, they started to have... Uh, the comics that they had on at by the end of their yeah. run, the comics they had had on for years were starting to blow up. Like they were the like 
Oh, and A was the first place I ever heard Burr and Louis, Louis C.K., like all those guys. Colin Quinn, Patrice, Patrice. It was the first Geraldo, time I ever heard any of those guys. Norton, obviously, yeah. uh, Bobby Kelly, um, even guys like like you don't associate DeRosa. these guys with. But even bigger guys, like you don't associate Jim Jeffries with ONA necessarily. That's I, the first place anyone heard him I, in America regularly was Opie and Anthony. Yeah, that was the first time I ever heard him the, when he, he came on and told the banana story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, the first time. So they had, like, the t- Ron Bennington will always say this. Mm-hmm. If Opie and Anthony figured out some way to, like, get those guys under contract, what, Rogan also, Rogan's well, another yeah, one. Rogan. Well, Rogan they gives have them credit for his show. Starting the. Yeah. The, but on. Um, Opie and Anthony's Sirius XM channel, they used to have on the weekends, they would have some like, pro, like Patrice would come in and do a mm-hmm. show, but right. they would they would also play, uh, and this is like, you know, towards 2010, whatever, they would play um, uh, reruns, for lack of a better word, of the Joe Rogan experience right. and the Monday morning podcast with Bill Burr. You may now know those as uh, two of the biggest podcasts <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> That's right. So Ron Bennington will always say if they could find a way to get these guys under contract in some fashion and do those uh, virus tours that yeah. they would do, like the stand-up shows or whatever, they would have the biggest comedians on the planet. Yeah. I mean, just take Louis and Burr particularly. Our generation, mm-hmm. Louis Burr and Chappelle are the three guys you yeah. hear across the board. Those are my favorites. Yeah. Um, and they had two of them. So- Opie and Anthony had a very weird career. It became it's very niche. Opie and Anthony has a very niche audience, very loyal. Yeah, where to the point certainly. where they still talk about the show to this day. You'll find new YouTube clips, uh, generally mocking Opie and Anthony by a lot of them, yeah, yeah. but and what they've become. But uh, a lot of diehard fans, and you'll find you know ten million clips of them on YouTube and everything. Um, so it's a, a very interesting show to go back and listen to. Oh yeah. But what could they have been if they just a, didn't get fired that day or, you know, started a morning show with a competing radio station right after that. That two years is so enormous to a radio show in that time that yeah. they didn't have that. It really I, it really hindered them, I think. Huge. Huge. Now, it's- here's the, you know, we'll, we'll end here in a minute. But the debate I wanted to have is, uh, not debate, whatever, mm-hmm. you, whatever you think of it. But, like, do you think Opie and Anthony should have been fired for that? For Sex for Sam? Yeah. Because I have an interesting the on the the answer is immediately of course, but I look at it as the radio station signed off on it. Mm-hmm. The sponsor who not only paid for the advertising was there talking. We heard Jim Cook talking about public sex. Yeah, like he was okay with it. The radio station was okay with it. Um, but in my opinion, it was just weasel executives absolutely worming their way out of it and pretending they had no. No knowledge of what it was, and it was also used by a lot of competing uh, radio guys, uh, Man Cow and the Grease Man, yeah. being chief <laughs> chief among them. That would go on CNN and all these news outlets and talk about how despicable Opie and Anthony were. Yeah. I can't believe these guys thought they would get away with it. And yeah, with in uh, you know with hindsight, it's very easy to look back and be like, "What the fuck were they doing?" <laughs> but I'll keep going back to the radio station signed off on this. Uh, absolutely, but. But they'll tell you that all they did was they said, oh, we made a mistake and they canceled the show. Yeah. They didn't fire Opie and Anthony. Right. They <laughs> Which just is very canceled weird. the show. It's probably smart by them. And brilliant by them. But but very shitty if you're looking at it from Opie and Anthony's perspective. Absolutely. Um, or, the, or especially the staff's perspective. And it was the first time, and I think it was eye-opening to a lot of people. Yeah. And again, 
as you said at the beginning of the show, probably not the perfect example to use, given this isn't just, you know, a guy said cocksucker <laughs> and we kicked him off Twitter for yeah. it. This was public public indecency. They, they were genuinely breaking this the law. This is a literal crime. So I, tr- I do understand. I'm not insane. I do understand why this doesn't quite yeah. fit the cancel culture bubble. But the aspect I find interesting is we lived in a time where that was accepted by everyone involved. Yeah. No one saw a problem with it, and then Opie and Anthony just got thrown under the bus. And producers lost their jobs that had nothing to do with this, really. You know, Rick Delgado couldn't tell them not to do it. Right. And, and of course, he participated in it, but if he wanted to say, no, boys, I think this is morally objectionable, <laughs> they'd tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> they'd be like, you're fired. You can find a new job <laughs> yeah, if you want. Exactly. Yeah, he would have been fired for saying, <laughs> let's not do this. <laughs> I think the, the Catholic Church had a large part in it. Like, if that was a 7-Eleven. Completely. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah. 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 Uh, well, I mean, the, the rest of the contest proves that point. Yeah. Because yeah, right. they had sex everywhere else in yeah. the entire city, <laughs> and this was where they got arrested. For, for three years. <laughs> yeah, right. This is the third one. <laughs> for three years in a row. No one had an issue with it. It was essentially oh. the entire city of New York said, yeah. have fun, boys, as long as you stay out of the church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So should but, they have not taken the call that day? Uh, should Mercurio not have spoken that way to the cops? There were a lot of elements. Yeah. And then I think the last clip we have is Mercurio and Anthony talking about it years later. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the this is the full six-minute clip, but the beginning is when they talk about it. Yeah, that. just the so beginning just is all we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, doing that. I mean, I don't know. Do you want to talk about that? Or, you know, we, ah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's it's so long yeah. ago. And I mean, listen. In all honesty, I felt terrible. You I guys were like really, you guys are really good friends, and you had me on a lot. And I felt terrible about nah, it. It wasn't. Believe me, it was. You had as much to do with it. Either had as much to do with it, or had as little to do with it as everyone else. Listen, that was I'm, there. the bottom line was, it was a community I, effort. I was partly responsible. And I've always said that. I've only talked about this once, we really all, publicly. And, but because that was the other thing, fame. like a lot of people, <laughs> like especially when it happened. Yeah, you caught I mean? a lot of shit. I got chased around the fucking courthouse because mm. I got arrested by Opie? By, the, by, by by the post. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you took my show, and then when he would get tired, Jim would chase me. Yes, like, Jim would chase. No, pause for one second. Anyway, long story. Short. So not just that, and Mercurio, you know, you you got. People listening probably don't know who Paul yeah. Mercurio is, nope. but he had like he was mo- like he'll, he'll tra- I'll still see his name at a Providence yeah. Comedy Connection and stuff like that. He's a traveling stand-up. He wrote for Colbert. I think he won an Emmy for writing stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like so he wrote for late night shows. He's a, uh, a traveling comedian. Like he makes his money in stand-up, so he is successful. And this hurt him in a lot of ways because Opie and Anthony's yeah. fan base, like I said, it might have been a niche show, but they were rabid, <laughs> the pests as they called them. Yeah. Um, and just go look at what they do to fucking Kumia and Opie on Reddit. Reddit? <laughs> you they know? had to take their Reddit page down. It's gone <laughs> These forever. People, <laughs> if you think, the like I always say about the Minifans, they're, they're a, a rabid, insane bunch, but like the sweetest people in the world if you meet them. Opie and Anthony's fans were genuinely... <laughs> the the worst of them were genuinely bad people. <laughs> <Could you> monsters. <laughs> Just monsters. Could you say they are people that would have sex in a church and also are on, are also are on parole? <laughs> yeah. Those type of people? We didn't even get to, to that. To everything short of fist fight the cops. Yeah. We didn't even get to that. I like that that guy was like, hey, 
we shouldn't have done this in the church. I'm on parole. <laughs> Buddy, you shouldn't have done it anyway. <laughs> what are you doing? You should have said, oh, I'm going to have to sit this one out until parole is up. <laughs> but I really want to go to Boston. But Yeah, I really want to go to Sam. This clip with Paul talking about like how he's like, sorry or whatever. Paul yeah. basically got in a cab and put handcuffs on himself <laughs> and, then get, and then got out at the police station and was like, all right, yeah. where's my cell? He was a martyr. He was a <laughs> martyr for the Opie and Anthony And show. he did everything in that clip that the fans would have expected from That's, an O&A guy. Yeah. So, so that's the interesting thing that I wanted to bring up is like, if he didn't do that, if Paul Mercury that day said, sorry, boss, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Bishop, whatever they have at the Bishop. Catholic Church. <laughs> I'm going to head out of here. They would have relentlessly called him a pussy. Oh, forever. Yeah. That would have branded Paul Mercurio as uh, just a little bitch baby Paul. <laughs> Instead, he did what every opening Anthony fan wanted him to do, yeah. and it ruined his stand-up career for a while. He would get heckled at shows. like People were ruining shows for him and shit like that. They would call. You know what I mean? Like They would... They yeah. That's crazy. Not, not protest, but like uh, do a lot of the shit that cancel culture people do. Yeah. They were doing that type of shit to Mercurio for years. Um, so so I, I felt bad for him in a lot of ways um, because I think even like Opie held a huge grudge with Mercurio and stuff like that. And I do understand. Again, if Mercurio just said, all right, we're getting out of here. Sorry. Then I think it's case closed. Mm -hmm. we're, we're not talking about sex for Sam. Yeah. I might not even know who Opie and Anthony are. For You know what I mean? Like who mm -hmm. knows uh, what their career could have done. Um, but like you said, he did everything the ONA fans wanted him to. Yeah, exactly. Um, and do you think for a second that Opie wouldn't have done the same thing? Of course. He was, he the, was the worst one. He was the king. <laughs> Opie was the king of, uh, Opie was not a, he had a lot of strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. A lot more weaknesses than strengths. I feel, I don't think he was a brilliantly funny guy, but no. I think he was very good for a time. If you go listen to his podcast, he's lost this muscle, I think, <laughs> but he was great at a long time for knowing what would make good radio, yes. knowing what buttons to push on people. And if he were there, he would have been the first guy. He would have been way worse, actually. Oh, I way think he worse. would have done a lot worse um, uh, than Mercurio did. Yeah. But let's hear a little more from Paul before we uh, wrap up here. Um, it, was, um, it was like, uh, you know, uh, for me, uh, you know, a lot of people like, it was all me, and I'm like, hey, I, I wasn't the management. I didn't come up with it. I didn't approve it. I didn't, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. My, you know, my mistake was when uh, I, uh, I went in the church. Like, I, I did it outside the church, and then everybody's like, come on, go in the church. And I'm the kind of kid when I was growing exactly. up, like, if you told me to throw the rock at the cop car, exactly. I'm throwing the rock at the cop car, right? right? And so, that's what we were looking for. Yeah, that, and I go. think Anthony's very honest about that, and I don't know if Opie is quite as much. Um but that's why I included the clip right at the beginning where they're like, go in the church, you pussy. <laughs> and he's like, all right. Well, now I'm not a pussy anymore. <laughs> How is this for not being a pussy? I'll ruin your entire show. But as as Mercurius says in that clip, and I'm amazed it got, it got glossed over so much at the time. And maybe if you read all the news coverage, I'm sure people did bring it up. Yeah. But it's amazing that management signed off on this. And they were there. Ken Stevens yeah. the, was there in the building that day. Um, so it's not like they did this in secret, you know? Um, so it's amazing. And it was the third one. It's the third one. You know, there's a lot. Of, I'm not saying this was an unjust firing, but there were a lot of elements that went into it. And I'm amazed, you know, if you're willing to have them on the next day, then you know that they're not going to purposely sink the station. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they got through that day without breaking whatever rules they yeah. had set in place you know like they didn't talk about it they stayed away from it as much as possible even that mm -hmm. little you know i'm sure the lawyers and shit were mad at that clip we played earlier 
and said you shouldn't have even brought it up. But like you have to do that. What are you gonna do? If there's you know, I think that episode was a Thursday, let's say. If there's gonna be an episode on a Friday, you have to at least brush on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just weird. Like it's weird to not bring that up. Yes. On a show like Opie and Anthony. So I don't know. Um, my goal was never to find a conclusion as to whether or not they were unjustly fired. I just think it's a fascinating story. Um, it's definitely not the only Opie and Anthony episode we'll do. Uh, but that was actually kind of like the reason I, I started this podcast mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, um, like we did a Chris Rock episode, which I'm sure a lot of people know about Chris Rock. And hopefully there were things in that episode that you didn't know. Mm-hmm. But the real what I really want to do with the podcast is bring up stuff like this that happened that only like a real niche group of weirdos know about. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like if you just, yeah. if you only listen to Howard Stern, you probably don't even know this happened. Right. You know? Um, so I hope that interests you guys and I hope it, uh, you know, leads to you uh, going down a YouTube rabbit hole of Opie and Anthony and, uh, you know, finding some of this stuff interesting. There's um, so much Opie and Anthony on YouTube. Oh my God. And so much. If Patrice didn't send you down that rabbit hole, this should, you know. Yeah. And then I think another episode we're recording today might as well because they get brought up in that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Anything else before we get out of here? Anything I didn't mention? Uh, we have the news coverage, but we, if you want to close with that. Yeah, we'll just play, you know, we'll just play <laughs> that at the end. How long is that clip? It's uh, about three minutes, two, 257. Okay, yeah, we'll just play that at the end. If you want to hear uh, the way some of the news talked about this situation and listen closely, you'll hear what they got Mercurio for. Yeah. They... And the reason he probably shouldn't have taken that cab down to the uh, down to the police station that day. Um, so make sure you, uh, if you guys want to record a podcast like this one, and I just mean that sounds, you know, audibly sounds like this. You don't have to do the horse shit that we talk about. Uh, if you want to do a podcast or film something, you know, film uh, movies or shorts or whatever, come down to a vaulted podcast in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Uh, you can hit up Matt from RI on Twitter. Or yep. uh, uh, what is it? Vaultedpodcastri.com? Vaultedpodcastri.com. And uh, yeah, best way, just just DM me on Twitter. Yeah. At Matt from RI. And then uh, Mike underscore VGS on Twitter. Don't don't pester him too much. You know what? Don't, not, don't follow fine. him on Twitter. <laughs> 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 but uh, go listen to oh, a very good show. Never going to live that down. Where you can <laughs> Go listen to a very good show where you can hear Craig and Mike and uh, the gang. And uh, that's it. We will uh, talk to you guys next time on Why You Laugh. Oh, and patreon.com slash blind mic, by the way. (laughs) All right, goodbye. Jail accused of having sex inside St. Patrick's Cathedral, apparently as part of a radio stunt. Brian Florence and Loretta Harper allegedly were caught inside a vestibule in the church. They are charged with public lewdness. And Paul Mercurio was arrested for recording the sex act. Well, it was supposed to be something of a stunt for a local radio station, but it wasn't very funny to New York police who arrested a couple for having sex inside St. Patrick's Cathedral. Police say the couple was observed having intercourse in a church vestibule. The 37-year-old man and 35-year-old woman, both from Virginia, were arrested for public lewdness. A man from the Upper East Side was also arrested for allegedly recording the act. It was later played on a local radio station. This is UPN 9 News. Tonight, sex at St. Pat's. A naked couple, a lewd act in the back of the church, and now sources say it was all part of a radio prank. Good evening, everyone. I'm Brenda Blackman. And I'm Frank Cipolla. Roland is off tonight. And tonight we begin with a story many are calling disgusting, despicable, a couple having sex inside of one of New York's most sacred shrines, St. Patrick's Cathedral. And worse than that, 
why they did it. Sources say it was a radio stunt. Judy Chavez is live at St. Pat's with a story for us this evening. Judy? Good evening, Brenda. Today is a holy day. It's the Feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And tonight, many parishioners are in disbelief that a shameful stunt would take place here. Pretty horrified to hear that because uh, I'm, I'm a Catholic. I'm part of the New York Diocese. And uh, to hear something like that is... is uh, pretty intense. Outside St. Patrick's Cathedral, Catholics and non-Catholics were wondering why an out-of-town couple would pick this holy spot to engage in sexual intercourse. It's so many places that they could go and do whatever they wanted to do without being in the Church of God. Police sources say the sex act was a radio show stunt for the Opie and Anthony program. Police say one person was standing next to the couple with an open cell phone so the act could be recorded. Very, very disgusting and, and just something that's not acceptable. Police say a priest or a church worker apparently made the discovery. That person thought the man was urinating in the vestibule, but as he got closer, it turns out he saw a naked couple. Cops arrested 37-year-old Brian Florence from Quantico, Virginia, and 35-year-old Loretta Lynn Harper from Alexandria, Virginia. Investigators also picked up 42-year-old Paul Macorio. He was allegedly carrying the open cell phone. I'm amazed that someone will think to even go to this place to do something like this. I'm appalled by this. And all three will spend the night in jail, two charged with public lewdness, one charged with acting in concert for allegedly holding the cell phone for the Opie and Anthony radio show. We are live here from St. Pat's. I'm Judy Chavez, UPN 9 News. Frank? All right, thank you, Judy.